passes to India, Chapter Six, Part Two. And unlocking a drawer, he took out his wife's photograph. He gazed at it, and tears sprouted from his eyes. He thought, "How unhappy I am!" But because he really was unhappy, another emotion soon mingled with his self-pity. He desired to remember his wife and could not. Why could he remember people whom he did love, not love? They were always so vivid to him. Whereas the more he looked at this photograph, the less he saw. She had eluded him thus, ever since they had carried her to her tomb. He had known that. she would pass from his hands and eyes but had thought she could live in his mind not realizing that the very fact that we have loved the dead increased their unreality and that the more passionately we invoke them the further they recede a piece of brown cardboard and three children that was all that was left of his wife it was unbearable and he thought again how unhappy i am and became happier he had breathed for an instant the mortal air that surrounds orientals and all men and he drew back from it with a gasp for he was young never never shall i get from over this he told himself most certainly my career is a failure and my sons will be badly brought up since it was certain he strove to avert it and looked at some notes he had made on a case at the hospital perhaps some day a rich person might require this particular operation and he gain a large sum the notes interested him on their own account he locked the photograph up again its moment was over and he did not think about his wife any more after tea his spirits improved and he went round to see hamidullah hamidullah had gone to the party but his pony had not so aziz borrowed it also his friends riding breeches and polo mallet he repaired to the maidan it was deserted except at its rim where some bazaar youths were training training for what they would have found out it hard to say but the word had got into the air round they ran weedy and knocked neat the local physic was wretched with an expression on their faces not so much of determination as of a determination to be determined maharaja salam he called for a joke the youths stopped and laughed he advised them not to exert themselves they promised they would not and ran on riding into the middle he began to knock the ball about he could not play but his pony could and he set himself to lure free from all human tension he forgot the whole damned business of living as he scurried over the brown platter of the maidan with the evening wind on his forehead and the encircling trees soothing his eyes the ball shot away towards a stray subaltern who was also practicing
he hit it back to aziz and called send it along again all right the newcomer had some notion of what to do but his horse had none and forces were equal concentrated on the ball they somehow became fond of one another and smiled when they drew rein to rest aziz liked soldiers they either accepted you or swore at you which were preferable to the civilians haughtier and the subaltern like anyone who could write often play he asked never let's have another chucker as he hit his horse bucked and off he went cried oh god and jumped on again don't you ever follow plenty not you they reined up again the fire of good fellowship in their eyes but it cooled with their bodies for athletics can only raise a temporary glow nationality was returning but before it could exert its poison they parted saluting each other if only they were all like that each thought now it was sunset a few of his co-religiousness had come to the maidan and were praying with their faces towards makkah a brahmini bull walked towards them and aziz thought disciplined to pray himself did not see why they should be bothered with the clumsy and idolatrous animal he gave it a tap with his polo mallet as he did so a voice from the road hailed him it was dr pannalal returning in his high distress from the collector's party dr aziz dr aziz where have you been i waited 10 full minutes time at your house then i went i am so awfully sorry i was compelled to go to the post office one of his own circle would have accepted this as meaning that he has changed his mind and even too common to merit censure but dr lal being of low extraction was not sure whether an insult had not been intended and he was further annoyed because aziz had buffeted the brahmini bull post office do you not send your servants he said i have so few my skill is very small your servant spoke to me i saw your servant but dr lal consider how could i send my servant when you were coming you come we go my house is left alone my servant comes back perhaps and all my portable property has been carried away by bad characters in the meantime would you have it that the cook is deaf i can never count on my cook and the boy is only a little boy never never do i and hasan leave the house at the same time together it is my fixed rule he said all this and much more out of civility to save dr lal's face it was not offered as truth and should not have been criticized as such but the other demolished it an easy and ignoble task even if this so what prevent leaving a chit saying where you go and so on as is detested ill breeding and made his pony caper further away or mind will start out of sympathy he wailed revealing the true source of his irritation it has been so rough and wild this afternoon it spoiled some most valuable blossom in the club garden and had to be dragged back by four men english ladies and gentlemen looking on and the collector sahib himself taking a note but 
डॉक्टर अजीज आई नॉट टेक अप योर वैल्यूएबल टाइम दिस विल नॉट इंटरेस्ट यू हु हैव सो मैनी इंगेजमेंट्स एंड टेलीग्राम्स आई एम जस्ट अ पुअर ओल्ड डॉक्टर हु थाट राइट टू पे माई रिस्पेक्ट्स वेन आई वॉज आस्क एंड वेयर आई वॉज आस्क योर एब्सेंस आई मे रिमार्क ड्यू कमेंट्रीज दे कैन डैम वेल कमेंट इट इज़ फाइन टू बी यंग डैम वेल ओह वेरी फाइन डैम होम I go or not as I please yet you promise me and then fabricate this tale of a telegram go forward table they went and aziz had a wild desire to make an enemy for life he could do it so easily by galloping near them he did it and apple bolted he thundered back on to the maidan the glory of his play with this subaltern remained for a little he galloped and swooped till he poured with sweat and until he returned the pony to hamidullah's stable he felt the equal of any man once on his feet he had creeping fears was he in bad order with the powers that be had he offended the collector by absenting himself dr panna lal was a person of no importance yet was it wise to have quarreled even with him the complexion of his mind turned from human to political he thought no longer can i get on with people but are they stronger than i breathing the prevalent miasma at his home a chit was awaiting him bearing the government stamp it lay on his table like a high explosive which at a touch might blow his filmy bungalow to bits he was going to be cashiered because he had not turned up at the party when he opened the note it proved to be quite different an invitation from mr fielding the principal of government college asking him to come to tea the day after tomorrow his spirits revived with violence they would have revived in any case for he possessed a soul that could suffer but not stifle and led a steady life beneath his mutability but this invitation gave him particular joy because fielding had asked him to tea a month ago and he had forgotten about it never answered never gone just forgotten and here came a second invitation without a rebuff or even an allusion to his slip he was true courtesy the civil deed that shows the good heart and snatching up his pen he wrote an affectionate reply and hurried back for news to hamidullah for he had never met the principal and believed that the young one serious gap in his life was going to be filled he longed to know everything about this splendid fellow his salary preferences and antecedents how best one might please him but hamidullah was still out and mahmud ali who was in would only make silly rude jokes about the party